Hi, my name is John Antonakis. I'm a professor of organizational behavior at the University of Lausanne. And as you can probably hear, I have a slight South African accent. That's because I was born there from Greek parents, hence the name. And I live in Switzerland now. I like to say the hardware is Greek, the uh, software is South African, and the upgrade is Swiss. Leadership is very important for the functioning of institutions, organizations and teams. The role of leaders is really to give followers wings, show them where to fly and then give them the space to figure out how to get there. We know that the personality and the smarts and the expertise of leaders are strongly predictive of outcomes at whatever level of analysis we want to study it. The problem though is that we're not necessarily putting the most effective or smartest people um, at the helms of organizations. I like to always quote what Plato said about that in the Republic with respect to having a captain of a boat who's not really an expert in piloting but looks the role and I've done quite a few experiments showing how very specious factors like you know facial symmetry or attractiveness uh, may uh, predict leadership emergence but not necessarily effectiveness so the manner in which an individual emerges as a leader and what predicts that is very very different from whether the leader is actually effective and we, we notice this not just in high-stakes election tournaments but also in the business world. What I've been studying is what are these um, filtering mechanisms which allow one to become a leader and then what really determines whether uh, the leader is effective at the end of the day. I study um, high-stakes political elections, um, not only from an appearance perspective, but also from an economic perspective and also from what leaders do. Now, we know in very distant elections where people don't have a lot of information on the candidates, they tend to take a decision in a very quick and heuristic way. They pay attention mostly to the look and the appearance of the candidate. But for the US presidential elections, that works completely different because, of course, party allegiance plays a big role. You know, hardcore Democrats always vote. Democrat, hardcore Republicans, always a Republican. It's the middle range voter, the swing voter that's going to determine the election. So our model looks at who's been in power, how long have they been in power, what are the economic outcomes um, from the incumbent party. So if a party has a candidate that's running again for a second term, they have a huge advantage especially if the economy is going well. If it's not going well, usually they'll be punished. If they've been squatting the, the White House, for example, for two terms in a row, it's very unlikely they will win a third. So when we um, published our model, it was a couple of uh, months before the second election of Obama, where we made a strong buy prediction on Obama. Just so you know, at the time, just about a month before the election, polls were, were calling it a toss-up, and it wasn't so clear that Obama would be re-elected, but our, our model strongly suggested that. Hollande, uh, when he was elected the first time against Sarkozy, um, and even though he wasn't very charismatic at all, in fact, not at all charismatic, our model did suggest that he would uh, be elected, especially because uh, Sarkozy was in power during an economic crisis, and that is what determined whether Hollande won. The Macron phenomenon is also very interesting because the economy wasn't going well, so Hollande's party was, there was no way they were going to get through. No matter who would be running, everyone would be voting something against the Socialist Party. However, Fillon had all the scandals attached to him, so the voters couldn't go either one way or another. That opened the way for a third party candidate, and you know, Macron also did look the role and did play the role very well. Um, I think it was a no-brainer that he would win, and, and I thought that one should put their money on, on Macron.
A few months before the US presidential election, our indicators suggested that Trump would win. I thought he would win not only the Electoral College, but also the popular vote. I got the popular vote part wrong, but the Electoral College was actually in his favor. Our model is not calibrated for that, but what I said was with respect to the election cycle that the Democrats were in power for two terms, so that really opens the way for the Republicans. So any Republican who would have stood would have won, and now it's amazing that the Republicans won despite the fact that Trump was running. If you had put a vanilla version of any Republican in there, they would have had a landslide victory because people were pretty much fed up with the Democrats squatting the White House for eight years. The fundamentals were pretty good, the economic fundamentals, but not in strong enough so that they could justify re-electing them. But <laughs> I was very surprised by the result, and I also very much doubted the predictions of our model when I first saw it. You know, everyone was saying Hillary would really take the White House by storm and uh, you know we were kind of lone voice with a couple of other political scientists who suggested that Trump might win.